Hello, welcome to episode 5 of How Not to Date at 28. I wish you could see how I was recording this right now. Honestly, I'm in my pyjamas and I've got my duvet over my kitchen table with my sound sheets. Can you hear? There's a siren. Yeah, good. It's really professional today. It's going really well. It keeps raining and I've got um I've got skylights above where I'm recording so it just keeps getting really noisy and um sirens just really selfishly coming past so um yeah <laughs> also my computer keeps freezing so I don't know if we're going to have anything I don't know what's going to happen but here we are we love a bit of drama and uh hopefully it's going to be another really smooth podcast for you just always striving for perfection you know that's me especially when it comes to dating and men I think what three seconds in we had a siren there so um, it's already going really really well and to prove it's been a fantastic week and everything else is going well I've got some fantastic news my sister got engaged honestly could not be more thrilled it's just the best news we've been kind of waiting on this for I want to say two years not to like you know put the pressure on the old fiance but we've all been waiting it's been a long time coming and I'm so so happy for them so yeah really chuffed that that's happened um so yeah this week has been great so that happened last weekend and I know you're not here for the good news and for me to be all gloaty gloaty about happy relationships you're here to hear the shit stuff So rest assured, on the day my sister got engaged, I bumped into an ex. So yeah, don't worry. Things are still going absolutely swimmingly for me. But before I go into detail about all the fun and games of last weekend, I thought we'd take a little trip down memory lane for a a little story from when I was about 20. I was in my last year of drama school. It's Christmas holidays. I've come back to Devon for, I think we had a month off then. Yeah, good times. God, imagine getting a month off for Christmas now. Anyway, so I've gone back to Devon, having my having my time off, having a lovely time. And I think it might be towards the end of the trip. And I've gone on a night out with my friends in Barnstable, would you believe? And I, I mock it, but it was my favourite. We would go out all of the time, all the time. And it was like Thursdays and Saturdays with the classic nights out. Thursday nights, you'd, we'd go to this club called Venue or The Venue, Venue, maybe just Venue. I think it's just Venue. Anyway, Venue would host beach parties. Yeah, it's it's not on the beach. It's not near the beach, actually. Uh, it's just indoors and, and but it's, it's a beach party. Yeah, 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 you heard correctly. <laughs> And we'd go in like beach party attire. So we're, we're talking bikinis, and bikinis. There was not much else. We literally just wore bikinis. It was, it was wild. And there was a hot tub. There was like a stage with a hot tub. I actually never got in the hot tub because I was scared that I was going to get like germs and stuff. But yeah, there'd be like bikini competitions on this stage. And, and then it was just like, it was like a normal club, but everyone just got a bit loose. Anyway, so that was Thursday nights. I th- maybe that was just in the summer, actually. I don't remember that happening in the winter. Probably did. You know when, like, you're younger and you don't even wear a coat? It was like that, but you don't even wear clothes. You just wear a bikini. Then Saturday night would be, like, the big night out in Barnstable. 
And there was always two clubs that were like competing against each other. And the town is not big enough to have two clubs. So it was just, you had to pick which club you were going to go to. And anyway, I used to always go to venue because it was like super cool. And there was one night where we'd been out. And I think I was waiting to get a taxi home at the end of the night. I don't know where the rest of my friends were or whatever, but I was definitely waiting in the like little taxi rank bit on my own. And I used to, and I always used to get the same taxi driver. It was this old guy called John and he was so lovely. And he'd always do us like a cheap deal to get back to where we lived, which is the absolute middle of nowhere. It takes ages and no one would ever want to drive us out there because it was so far, but he'd always do it. It was so nice. Anyway, so I'm waiting for John and I'm like sat on this bench at the taxi rank and then this guy comes over and we get chatting and he's so fit and so nice and just like you know when you really hit it off with someone but I was really drunk it's the end of the night and I'm in my head I'm thinking well I look disgusting so I've obviously been dancing like an imbecile so my makeup has probably sweated off and my hair looks dreadful so I chat to this boy thinking nothing of it and then John taxi man turns up and I'm like, I've got to get this guy's number. Anyway, so he, he gives me his number. And I think maybe I was going back to London the next day. Yeah, I think I must have been going back to London the next day. Because then he's like, oh, I think he said he wanted to take me on a date or something. Anyway, we couldn't meet up then because I had to go back to London. So then we end up texting for like a few weeks. And I remember thinking, this guy's the one. This is it, guys met him it's happened 20 years old and I've met the one and he was so great honestly I can't even tell you how lovely he was like way out of my league of niceness and uh yes we keep texting and then I come back to Devon for a weekend I think to go on a date with him but you know don't tell him that playing it cool and everything so I come back to Devon for the weekend and he takes me on a date and this is how much of a gentleman he is he's booked us a table at a restaurant but not just a table. He's booked us like a private room, private room at a restaurant. And it's so awkward. If you know me, you'll know how awkward I am. <laughs> the awkwardness does not subside on a first date, let me tell you. And certainly not at the age of 20. So imagine me being in a room just with this guy. And there's no distractions. There's no one around to like people watch and be like, ah, look, they're on a date too. Nope, just us. Just us in a room being awkward. So yeah, date went really well. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just like one of those dates where you're like, oh, don't know. Don't think we had anything in common. And he basically kept talking about me coming back to Devon. And I was like, well, I live in London now. So yeah. And then, you know, when you slowly start to realise, like, oh, probably not the one, because he has no intention of moving out of Devon, and I've got no intention of moving back to Devon. So, yeah, that was kind of our downfall. But, yeah, needless to say, he was still quite keen, somehow, by the end of the day, <laughs> despite my awkwardness. And um, I live in the middle of nowhere, as I mentioned, <laughs> so he's not been drinking, so he drives me home, which is so nice. I don't think we even, I don't think we even kiss, you know like a very pg first date so he drops me home but as we're going home he's like can i like take you out again tomorrow before you go back to london and i felt really on the spot so i was like yeah i'd love to and so and i was probably caught up in the moment as well i probably really wanted to who knows so i agreed to go for a walk with him the next day before i drive back to london which i think is really nice it's so nice so (laughs) 
I get back and I'm like really excited about it because I'm like, oh, maybe it will work out. You know, I'm just being a cynic, but maybe it'd be lovely. Anyway, we go for our walk and throughout the walk, I just realise he's not the one. He's lovely, but probably too lovely. And it's never going to go anywhere. Like he, yeah, we're just too different. So we have this walk. It's quite nice. And I think we have a little snog on the walk, which is, you know, it's lovely. Everyone loves a good snog. And then as we're driving home, he then starts to talk about coming to visit me in London or when I'm coming back to Devon again. And then, and so I kind of realise now's kind of the point I have to tell him we're not really right for each other. So we have this really awkward moment in the car where I'm like, "Mm, I just don't see how like this would work out. But I don't like fully break it off with him, but I am kind of like massively hinting this will never work. Then we get back to mine and I go to like get out of the car and I can't remember what the transition was here for this to happen. But for some reason, he ends up coming in or like walking me to the door or something. But either way, he is then greeted by my parents and mum like invites him in, obviously. So I've literally just like broken up with this guy in the car and then everyone's like, come on in. So he comes in. Oh God, I'm just like dying inside. And mum's prepping a roast dinner. So I'm having Sunday roast with the fam before I go back to London. And we're stood in the kitchen. Mum's prepping the roast. And this guy's like, oh, are you guys having roast dinner? And mum like looks over at me. And I'm there like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't you dare. And before I can stop her, mum's like, oh, do you want to join us for roast dinner? <gasps> no, no, he doesn't. So I try and make excuses for him. And I'm like, no, oh my God, obviously he's so busy. Like, don't feel like you have to. But no, he wants to. He wants to stay for roast dinner with my whole family. Why? Like, we've snogged once. I've broken up with him once in the car. I mean, it wasn't break up. It was just me being like, no, thank you. And then... He's coming in for roast dinner, all within the space of probably three hours. That's a big old journey. That's a full relationship right there. And so he joins us for roast dinner. And Sarah, my sister, was in the room at the time. And she's just there, like, watching the horror on my face. I'm just like, what is happening? Also, bear in mind, I've never brought a boy home before. Not, Not before then not since at the grand old age of 28 that is the one time I've brought a boy home (laughs) just once that's how scarred I am from it actually it wasn't that bad and like it's not that I'm ashamed of my family or anything I'm really not it's always the boys I'm dating I'm just ashamed of them (laughs) that's so mean that's not true I just never get to that point where it's like appropriate to bring a boy home to the family and also my dad known for doing embarrassing things when you bring a boy home, for example, when my sister brought her first boyfriend home, he was like this 19-year-old, she's 16 and he's 19. I think that's right. Yeah, he was definitely a bit older and he had like a Mercedes or something. And he's like rich and cool. And he comes to pick Sarah up for a date. And my dad comes out to greet him <laughs> with this because I think he had to meet him first before Sarah would be allowed to go in the car with him or something like that. Anyway, my dad comes out, pulls his shirt over his like neck and head with like one arm so that it looks like he has a hunchback. And my dad is six at four. So he hunches his whole body over and pretends to be a hunchback with a limp and a really gruffly voice. He's like, nice to meet you. 
<laughs> and this poor boy is like, um, what's going on? Anyway, then, yeah, they became like best friends after that. So just a warning, if any boys are listening who were considering dating me, that's what you'd have to put up with if you came for Sunday lunch with me. <laughs> anyway, this boy didn't have to put up with that, but he did get a bit of a grilling at lunchtime. So he comes in, he's agreed to this Sunday lunch, we sit down. I guess this is technically our third date at this point. It's the third time I've met this boy. So, um, yeah, it's not really one. It's not really your ideal third date, is it? And I just remember my dad being like, oh, so you're going to move to London then? And this boy being like, no, but I could drive there in like two hours. Sorry. It's, it's definitely a solid four hours. It's a four hour drive. You're not doing it in two hours, honey. And uh, I think everyone just realises from me during the meal that I'm just not interested. And this boy is desperate for it to work out. I don't know why. That sounds really big headed, but he was. <laughs> he actually was. And I was like, oh, no. Anyway, I think I ended it by text a few weeks later. So mean. But don't worry. I stalked him just now on uh, the social medias because I was really intrigued I was like he must be married or something because he was so nice he was like that dream boy that if you're like ready to settle down he'd be the one and I literally looked and he's so nice still and yeah in like a long-term relationship it looks super happy so I'm glad I didn't like completely destroy the poor thing so um yeah that was my little Sunday lunch run-in with him he was so nice and what a great first guy to meet the family (laughs) is that really unusual to like never have brought a boy home it is isn't it just the once guys just the once but on to a more recent sunday lunch encounter that brings us up to uh last weekend Honestly, I was having the best weekend as well. So my friend Ellie came to stay. Um, She also lives on her own and I obviously live on my own. So we decided to bubble up and she came to stay with me for the weekend, which was so nice because I've not seen anyone or been doing anything sociable, really, especially during lockdown, obviously, um, apart from for work. So she comes to stay and we... I mean, we don't really do that much. We go out for dinner. And then on the Sunday, she's never been to the ship before. So we were like, let's go to the ship. Why not? Obviously, it won't be as wild as normal. I've not been in ages, but let's just go for a roast dinner. And then you can see where all of these infamous stories are based. So we book a table for a roast on the Sunday. And I invite my sister and a couple of other people. I'm like, who's around? And my sister's like, yeah, super keen. But her boyfriend was like, no, like, I think we're going to um like we've got plans with a friend or something and I was like rude but fair enough like all right fine and then that morning is when he proposes and then he's like booked this really fancy lunch and stuff and it's so nice honestly so then me and my friend are like absolutely buzzing that they got engaged and it's so wonderful and then we're like oh we're awfully single (laughs) And that morning, we'd literally been having a discussion about how single we were. And then, lo and behold, she gets engaged. So, to celebrate, we obviously went and got drunk. They went, (laughs) my sister goes for like this really amazing, like Michelin star lunch. And I go to the ship. So, I think we know who's got our priorities straight there. So, we go for our roast dinner, get quite drunk actually. We decide to sit outside, but like under a heater and stuff, have some food. 
lovely roast dinner highly recommend it actually and then we get moved inside because it's so cold by i don't know what time it was we got there at two and i want to say i got home at like half nine so pretty big day out and if anyone knows me about like my day drinking skills are not good i went to a boozy brunch recently well a few months ago and uh i i was home by 6 p.m like in bed home in bed by 6 p.m having been sick on a pavement so yeah not known for doing the old day drinking but yeah that day solid solid effort from me 2 p.m start 9 30 finish nailed it so we get to about halfway through the day we get moved inside and we sit on this little table inside drinking our drinks having a lovely time having a lovely catch up and these boys get sat down next to us at the next table I don't know if you know the ship very well, but that um, first table on the right, you know, when you come in like the front door, there's those tables on the right and there's two tables. So these boys get sat on one of the tables and we're on the other table. Like what are the chances that those are the two tables we're on? So these boys are there and I'm like, I look over as you do and uh, they're quite fit. They catch my eye. I'm only human, you know? And then I'm mid conversation with Ellie And these other two boys join and I haven't looked over, but I'm aware there's like someone else there chatting away. And then I turn around and it's none other than a boy I dated at the beginning of this year or like end of last year into this year, like the last person I dated before lockdown. So I look over, catch eyes with him and he's like, Philippa, are you avoiding me? Why, Why are you ignoring me? I was like, what? I'm not. I'm very drunk. And I actually didn't see you until this very second when we really awkwardly locked eyes. And I I did that like full on double take where I was like, oh, it's you. (laughs) So yeah, that was good times. Also, him and his mates after we like got chatting basically said that they all, um, they all looked up the podcast. So do you know what, guys, if you're listening, hello, welcome. So happy you've made it this far because I did tell you all to listen from episode one. So, yeah, this boy is there. I obviously said hi to him and I was like trying to be all civil and whatever. He introduces me to his mates as his ex-girlfriend. And I was like, um, no, no, not ex-girlfriend. I think we only went on a few dates. And he's like, no, you're my ex-girlfriend. I was like, I beg your pardon. No, no. What is it with guys and not asking you to be your girlfriend in this day and age? And same with like girls asking guys. Like if someone doesn't ask you to be their boyfriend or girlfriend, then you're not their boyfriend or girlfriend. I just feel like that should be the rule. Is it not? I th- I thought that was the rule. I thought everyone was aware of that. You have to ask. You can't just assume Not that I was, like, getting with anyone else, I don't think. can't remember. It's a long time ago. It's pre-lockdown. Anything could have happened. (laughs) But, like, you have to ask these things. He did not ask. And so, no, we weren't. You cannot introduce me as your ex-girlfriend. Ex, maybe. I would say ex, but not ex-girlfriend. That's a bit serious, isn't it? Anyway, so he says that, and I'm like, no, absolutely not. And then then he proceeds to tell his mates that I ghosted him. I was like, sorry, if I was your ex-girlfriend, would I have ghosted you? Like, surely you wouldn't allow that. And actually, for the record, I did not ghost him. So I wouldn't do that. I I like to be brutal and say the exact reason why things ended. But I do have a fun story from my first date with him, which I'm sure you're super glad about.
neither him or his friends are actually listening at this point because it's I have once again a really embarrassing story from a first date I don't know how this happens to me I need to just sort my shit out and not go on first dates that's that's the solution guys I need to either be single forever or someone just needs to marry me without dating me first. That's um, that's the only solutions here. So I meet this guy. It's really difficult actually just being like this guy or boy. Do you know what I mean? Without saying um, his name, but I obviously want to keep it anonymous. I don't want to like embarrass people. And I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, what would be like good names? Like character names almost. And do you know what came to mind? Which is so dumb because obviously you'd want it to be like Prince Charming. But do you know what I thought of? Boggus and Bunce and Bean from Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> you know, Boggus and Bunce and Bean, one short, one fat, one lean. <laughs> What's it going like? Boggus and Bunce and Bean, one short, one fat, one lean. These terrible crooks are different in looks, but ne- nevertheless equally mean. Something like that. Anyway, <laughs> my brain, like, what is going on in there? The um, the abstract thoughts are uh, are real. So, um, okay, so let's <laughs> let's refer to him as Boggus. <laughs> oh my god, just tell the fucking story already. So, me and Boggus go on a date. <laughs> I'm actually going to refer to him as Boggus because otherwise, I'm just it's otherwise. You know when I I do that thing where I'm like, and then he's like, and then I was like, and then he was like. But if I say Boggus much easier. So I actually meet Boggus at the ship. So it really shouldn't be a surprise to me that I bump into him again last Sunday, to be honest. I just didn't realise he hung out there as much as me. No one does. So there we are. So meet him at the ship. And I think I've either ditched all my friends or just lost all my friends the night I met him. Because classic me, I got drunk, wandered off, went on a little mission and uh, found a hot guy. So, you know, it happens. (laughs) That's me. <laughs> Why else would you be at the ship? So um, so I meet this guy there. I meet Boggus there. And we exchange numbers. Nothing happens. Oh, I think we snogged, actually. Yeah, we snogged. We snogged on that first uh, the first meeting. Naughty. So we have a little snog. Then we text for a bit. And then he asked me on a date. I don't even know when we went on a date. Must have been like maybe December last year. Oh, this time last year, maybe. Maybe it's our one year anniversary. Cute. Oh, I'm going to check that in a minute because I, I keep a diary. So cute. Anyway, so it's a year ago ish and um, we go on this date and he takes me to a place called the Sugarcane Bar in Clapham. Don't know if you've ever been before. It's quite the uh, quite the location. I've actually filmed there before for something with, um. oh my God, what was it called? It was on Netflix for a bit. It's a terrible film. It's got Olivia Coleman and I actually met her little name drop there you're welcome but it's a dreadful film what was it called it's about like salsa dancing or something anyway i'll remember in a minute but that's not the point of the story that's the only time i've been there before was for um sugarcane bar for some filming and then on this date so i mean a couple of great occasions to be there so i turn up i think i get there first and he turns up late so that's nice another one that's late for a date what is going on what is with these tardy boys was it episode three i was talking about a date and someone was an hour late anyway i don't think he was that late but i was a bit like for fuck's sake when a boy's gonna arrive early and bring me flowers that's what i want i want you to be early and bring me flowers he did neither of those things anyway so he turns up we have some cocktails had a lovely time and then i think i've been drinking like some prosecco cocktails because i'm really fancy 
and uh, oh, it's a Sunday evening. That's it. It's a Sunday evening, and it is so empty in there. There's like a few other couples, probably also on first dates, and then us. So at one point, I'm like, I'm just going to go to the toilet. And if you've ever been to the sugarcane bar, the toilets are downstairs. So upstairs is like this kind of cool bar, kind of like um like a tiki bar kind of vibe and they do like cocktails and stuff it's quite it's quite nice actually and downstairs kind of transforms into a club as well so there's this big empty space because it was a sunday it was closed but the toilets are open down there so i've gone downstairs gone to the toilet i've been for a wee and washing my hands and then as i'm about to leave i think the prosecco from my drink has just like suddenly got to me and i'm like Oh no, I let out this massive burp just as I'm about to open the door. But I'm like, well, he's upstairs, he won't hear, no one's down here, it's totally fine. As I open the door to the bathroom, he's literally on the other side of the door. No one else around. It's obviously me that's just burped and he's just there. And I'm like, oh my God, like, why are you here? He was like, oh, I was just going to the loo as well. I was like, sorry. I was like, what? Why? Why would you do that? And then, you know, when you're like, again, like my story last week, do you acknowledge that that just happened? Or do you just pretend it never, never did? Anyway, I'd pretend it didn't happen, obviously. And then we snogged. So, again, judge him a little bit for seeing me again after that. And then thinking I was his girlfriend, so that's fun. Uh, so yeah, it's another really embarrassing first date thing. Burping on a date is so bad. I didn't think he was there. I thought I was just in the loo on my own, having a lovely time. But no, no, it wasn't. Anyway, saw him a bit more after that and then wasn't for me, babes. That kind of concludes a very waffly fifth episode. I'm not really sure I've told concise stories today. It was a lot of um, a lot of rambling but I'm quite tired. I had to go to Soho today to buy some um, some rare cheese for work. I know, I know. I, I, there's actually no explanation for that that would make any sense without going into another really long waffly story. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I had to go to Soho to buy some rare cheese. And uh, do you know what really tuckered me out? Being in lockdown and all that. Um, just do one activity and I get really tired. So yeah, so that was episode five. You're absolutely welcome. I have no idea when episode six will be. Might be this year, might not be. But I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and New Year and tier three if you're in London. What a treat. It's been an eventful year, but I feel like I've still managed to embarrass myself thoroughly throughout it. So that is the positive I am taking from this year. And you should too. (laughs) Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll be back again soon. She's feeling a